I was. What's up, everyone? Welcome, welcome back to the DJ Life Podcast. Air horns. Oh, burr, 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 dude <laughs> with glasses. Dude with glasses. Dude. Oh, see, this is what happens when you have your volume on your phone on. What's up? With tonight, we have the one and only DJ Joe Bun in the building. We got a couple people in the chat too. Already. The god of the DJ worlds. Some might wow. say. <laughs> It's the goat emoji the go- of the DJ world. The goat emoji of the yeah. DJ world. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I just noticed your shirt. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. This is Satan shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Of course it is. Yeah. We work from home. We can wear stuff like this. It doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah, and then just jump on a podcast. Yeah, yeah I got good. my Crocs on too. Joe, how's everything over in Raleigh? Just right across the... The I forty, I guess. <laughs> That's right, man. We're not far away from each other. I'm good, man. Everything's good. Uh, been, you know, kicking the season off. Took a little Disney trip with my kids for spring break, and then came back and just been gigging ever since. And uh, same till you know Christmas at this point. So mm-hmm. I can't complain, man. You're life gigging a lot because I follow you, of course. Um, I, I do, man. I I I don't I don't. I don't necessarily put a. There went a text blast. But sorry, I just I, it really went out. So we'll see if Sick. we'll see if we get a little spike in viewers here. Um, I don't put a limit on the number of shows I personally do, but it, it always seems to fall around forty, uh, which is not too bad to me. I mean, that's one a week usually. Sometimes a couple a week. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while, I have to go out and do. You know, I did a volunteer thing the other night for. Uh, charity that I'm on the board of um, and then the very next night we did this 900 person thing for Microsoft you know it's mm-hmm. it's not always weddings for me and that's kind of what makes it fun still mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. if I was the only weddings I feel like I would be a little bit burned yeah you know what I mean yeah, and, I, do and I don't do the multi-day like Jan and Mike Walter you know where they'll especially last year when they, everybody was playing catch-up was it you know they were doing Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday Monday, Monday, I mean, yeah, just back to back to back. I can't, I can't even wipe my head of the last one so that I don't call Susie Kelly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just those back to backs are hardcore. I, I, I try not to do that stuff anymore, man. And I think it's all you know, price based. It's just trying to operate at the high end so that you don't get booked every weekend. That's that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I don't love it. I love it. I, I want to play, but you know, there are just sometimes I just want to go to the beach or yeah. go fishing. And you you even do like uh, like exercise uh, events. I do usually for swaps, you know, for trades. I'll go play it like F forty five just because I like to work out there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll trade a membership, and it's you know it's normally on a Saturday morning from eight to eleven or something like that. Yeah. So um, retail stores, I've done that for trade, you know, for for gift certificates or shoes. Um, shoes. shoes, yes, I've definitely played for shoes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, um, those shoes you're wearing, I- that's a full ass <laughs> trade. I'll give you half a pair. For a DJ gig. We were, me and my sons went to a damn sneaker expo, uh, yes, or Sunday at the, at the convention center here in Raleigh. And it was, it's just, it's still mind boggling to me, like how big of a, a culture it is. I mean, uh-huh. just aisles and aisles of nothing but shoes and people walking around trying to sell theirs, trade theirs and buy this and, you know, 
I mean, there was there were definitely some NBA players. I saw Montrez Harrell from the Hornets there. Like, I mean, it is a whole culture. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. Anyway, this is the DJ Life podcast. This ain't the damn. This is how it goes. This is how it goes, though. We just okay. This is a shoot the shit podcast. (laughs) This is a shoot. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the the things we wanted to kind of because of your expertise is a lot along the lines of multi oping slash franch. Would you call it franchising? That what you do? Yeah, yeah, or licensing. Licensing is your version of it. Um, but this going the step further from owning a a multi op at one location to multiple locations. Um, I would argue you're probably one of the biggest experts in the industry for that. Look, man, I mean, it, he's going to tell you in like four sentences. Cause I've asked him a hundred times and his response is always like, it's real easy. I'll tell you in two sentences back to my day. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just circle. Let me, let me give you the same answer. I mean, here's the thing, man. It was, um, I can't even really take credit for it. You know, the original idea, the original concept um, was this guy, David Fox, that was working for me, just kind of approached me and was like, hey, man, I have this idea to do what you do. And I was like, well, you got to get out of Raleigh to do that. And he was like, where would you go? And I said, Charleston. And he goes, "Okay," And, you know, not married at the time. I don't even know if he was 30. no kids. And so he could have gone anywhere. We kind of looked at the area the market. And the next thing you know, you know, he's moved down there and he's kind of off and running and I've kind of given him the playbook. Um, listen, man, you know, you're going to need to meet these people. And we threw a big vendor networking party. I remember at a bowling alley and, you know, we just made like an immediate, immediate splash down there. Um, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, Eric, you know, where you just go into a market and you just go hard, you know, you do all the wedding shows, you put a magazine ad in all the magazine, you, you know, you throw a vendor party, you have an office space, you're not working out of your house. Like he just went in Mm -hmm. and, and it just, it worked, it worked, man. And it was a, I mean, I, I don't think there's any, there, there's, I know some good Charleston DJs, but at this time, this was probably six, seven years ago, it was a massacre. I mean, he just went down there and took over Uh and it was, it was, you know, and that became the catalyst for other people that were, were working for me or even had not worked for me in a decade or more to reach out and say, look, and we see he's doing big things. We want to do it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it was just a lump sum upfront kind of keys to the kingdom, add them to the website show them how to book shows on DJ event planner. This was way before I knew Eric and he knew how to supercharge it. But, um, and then everything that they spend, you know, ad wise or office wise was their money. Uh, and I make just a small percentage back every month that they just send me their, you know, gross sales. I make a small percentage and it's never, it was never my intention to, to, to make it like a super profitable thing. It was almost more rewarding seeing these five other people like Succeed. truly do what we do, like yeah, all three of us, you know, that being able to, to do this for a living, you know. And I, I mean, I never go in and audit their books. I don't sweat them. They'll send me money every month, and it's a nice little pop. But it's again, it's nothing. 
earth shattering, you know, yeah. it's Disney money or whatever, mm-hmm. but man, to like know that these five other people now have a career doing this and that they built their own staffs and they've got their own office and their own clients and people that recommend them. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Honestly. So you would say that you know, it wasn't your intention for, to make money, but unlike Paramore, it was your intention to brag. <laughs> <laughs> wow i had to slip it like, in i, I had to I slip it what, in i know i was building it yeah i didn't know what lyric i was thinking that for like three minutes now i had to slip it what's up greg what's up denny mike lou jan what's going on greg in there as always yeah that's greg that's greg saying that's my yeah that's my yeah yeah my greg that's my man Oh, you have a crypto. I wonder. I know. What's up, crypto crazy. ape? I don't. Do y'all know the crypto ape? I, anyway, I don't. I might. I just got distracted. My. Oh wait, I think I know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recognize the logo. If anyone has questions, throw them in the chat. We'll sure. Hopefully, notice to circle back if we don't immediately. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, and as you know, it, and so and again, you know, it just it one person led to the next and to the next and to the next and. Uh huh. It's just, you know, and then in the, just the most random twist of fate ever, my sister, you know, being miserable doing this bookkeeping job, like, man, I, you seem to like what you're doing, you know, you've been doing it your whole life. Like, you think we could do that out here? And I was like, yeah. And we tried and we got, you know, we, we signed up people, we brought them to Raleigh, we took their picture, we trained them. And I don't think one person ever went out to do a show they either got flaky um leading up to the show or they weren't responding to my sister in a prompt manner when she would send them a lead and she Hmm. called me up one day and i was like ad uh her name's ann davis but i call her ad and i was like you're gonna have to go do these shows and she was like really and i was like yeah she was like, I'm not really a DJ. I'm like, you are now. Yeah, you're about to, and you're and shit's today. In, you're about to You're <laughs> about to jump in. And I went out there, you know, a couple times. And then by the grace of whoever, I got canceled on in June of last year for a big gala that I was doing on the very first show she had been booked on in Wyoming near there. And I flew out there and we did that first show together. And man, I, I really... I, you know, trained her, but I, man, you, it has to be something in the DNA because I promise you, I've said maybe a couple like little pointers, but I just was like, I'm going to stand back here and watch you. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if it starts to go south or something, I'll jump in. But she, she, she started out, she, she worked through a few of the, you know, classic wedding hits. It was a younger crowd. I could see it kind of turn the corner. And I was like, she was kind of holding on to the, we are families and stuff. And I was like, AD, it's time. Like just these people are past this. Like, go ahead and like, give them the bangers. Yeah. And man, she turned the corner. She was a little, tent, little scared <laughs> on the mic the first couple times. And I was like, look, you know, louder, like be assertive, you know, like you're in control of this shit. Mm-hmm. And man, I'm telling you, it just it, like, as I saw videos through the year, cause I mean, when she, once that started, she was on a streak. Yeah. She was playing every weekend, mm-hmm. loading in the gear. I mean, rocking the parties, loading out the gear. She was like, this shit's hard. And I was like, hell yeah, it's hard. Uh-huh. But their season is so short. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's literally like this weekend might be the first weekend there's not snow on the ground if she's lucky. 
So they'll play May, June, July. Honestly, about four months is about all she'll play. Damn. Other it's- than picking up, you know, just a random, she could play like a après ski or like a, a retail store, but she'll she'll grind Montana, hard. Montana, till, right? till, yeah. yeah, Montana, Montana. Bozeman. 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 I've actually sent her a zillion leads. We went through a phase for whatever reason on yeah. the, the Nodder Wedding Wire where we were getting <laughs> Bozeman, Montana leads. And I was like, I don't know anyone in the world why this is happening, but I know a company right. out there. So I just yep. like, My I sister. even had a template yep. that went to her shit. She's, she's awesome, man. She's great. So anyway, and so she kind of loves it, man. And she's making That's great crazy. money. And, you know, she's got a little boy and stuff. So it, I don't, I, you know, I just, whatever reason it, it was hard for that, that kind of ski town to scale up. Those people kind of hit that town, you know, work, work summers, ski all winter, smoke weed, leave, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just, anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Every market's different. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, cause you're, you know, 1099 DJs and whatnot, uh, the ability to expand in that way was possible. You know, uh, yep. if you had a Byron Gunter model or like what we used to do, cause we actually don't, we've kind of started shifting what towards I what I said, what I do. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like, well, we were all W2s and you know, uh, I'd find a waiter that was a cool dude and train him from nothing and whatnot. That's just not scalable in that fashion at least. And it is Byron scaled the fuck out of it in his yeah. area though. Um, but you can't just like copy and paste it over there kind of thing. Um, yeah. It, it just, as much, as well as it worked at all the other offices, it just did not work in Montana. Mm-hmm. It just, the, the, the staff wasn't there. The personnel wasn't there. And the people that I did know from Montana were in other parts of Montana, which is very spread out. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. were in Missoula or they were in, Blah blah blah. Like I can't. I well, don't you know could name the the places that it would be a logical location to start a DJ company. Montana's not on that list. It's not. <laughs> if she and and what's crazy about it though, what's really crazy about Montana or Wyoming, you know, is now this is where like the ultra rich are going to just get away from the LA and and uh-huh. the bullshit. You know, Kanye was living out there for a long time. Like that whole Kid See Ghost album, Kid Cudi and, and Kanye made out there um, in Wyoming. Like my sister's son and Timberlake's, Justin Timberlake's son go to daycare together. Like it's it's crazy. Her best friend is uh, Tom Brady and Giselle's personal chef. They live out there a lot of the year. Like it's it is not like Wild West, like Yellowstone, the show. Right. Like it is right. it is uber rich i own a freaking ranch here like get out of my face type thing Hmm. it's crazy that is crazy yeah it's cool it's beautiful out there but it's cold like i don't it's i'm cool may May through like august but i i don't want to be there in the freaking (laughs) you miss being a a solo op at all Man, it's been so long since I I did that. I mean, it's probably been 22 years since I really lived that life. I No, I don't miss it, man. I really don't. I mean, I I I was booked every night, you know, doing something. It was what if I wasn't playing in a a bar, I was playing at uh whatever what was called a club back then. If yeah. I wasn't doing that, 
I was playing up, you know, frat party. If I wasn't doing that, I was, you know, right. so seven, in seven gear. or more a week, you know, so it, it was, it was honestly every night I would try and book something. Yeah. And it was, it was the era of, um, the, the door money was mine and the bar money was the, the, the bars, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. like I'd put Eric at the door and I'd say, take five bucks from everybody that comes but in. That's billion stuff. I don't give a shit if it's our homeboy, like tell yeah. him it's still $5. Like, and I'll break you off at the end of the night. Don't yep. rip me off and, and just leave every night with just pockets full of a $5 bill. Yeah. And I did that all up and down Wilmington and Ride School. And then I moved here and did it all up and down Hillsborough Street. It was just a different time. Yep. There weren't five DJs in the whole city. That's you what know my what dad I mean? said. It was, yeah. yeah. My dad used no, to do nobody, shit. He'd be like, you make $700 in a night, but like in 1982. So it's yeah, like right, 1500 exactly. now like, or more. It was, like, it was a shitload. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, yeah, I could probably make a thousand a night in cash, you know. Which, again, like like you said, in today's money, it's three grand more. Yeah. And it was just, I would go, I would go to those places and walk in and be like, "This place sucks." And they'd be like, "Yeah, well, it's a Tuesday," and I'd be like, "Yeah, but does that really matter? Like, we can get people in here." Flyers, flyers, fly. I mean, no internet, I mean, advertise, no social advertise, media. Advertise. It was straight up like stapling flyers on those wooden things around campus. Like right. that's how we get people to come, or just literally put them on cars, hand them out on the street. Joe Bun tonight at the Big Bad Wolf. And people were like, "Who? Why?" And I'd be like, "Just, just, just show up. It's five dollars, whatever." <laughs> you know, and it, it just it you know it grew from twenty to fifty to two hundred people standing in line down the block on a Tuesday night crazy right you know it's funny you you that was what you did back then when i was in college the most successful form of advertising we did was actually physical flyers going to sorority yeah. sorority and fraternity houses yes that's the, right. the yeah, day yeah, of just drop a whole stack of flyers on their yeah. doorsteps of each single one that is how i got the most people to come to any of my club nights was when i went through to every single for just went down the greek life row and just went down house to house dropping a stack of 10 flyers on each one that actually brought the most people like i did the numbers i just tested it multiple nights yeah yeah it's it still that's works so to this true. day yeah you know, it's funny because I, I DJed bars for a long time. The one bar that paid me a percentage of the bar sales or whatever it was, you know, is like based right. on the success of the night, sure. not sure. just you get 150 or $250 or whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. sure, um, sure. was the only night that I successfully promoted and built up. Weird, right? right? Weird. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest, I was sh- a shoe filler. I don't care if you paid me three hundred; yeah, right. it doesn't matter because I'm I'm not fuck you. Like you I'm, know, it was, it was, and, and even still, like I think that's the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around is in that life. And I've tried to recruit some of those DJs around here, you know, to come work for us, and they're so integrated into that bar life and that two fifty night, which was. I, I, I mean, again, man, this would have been almost 20 years ago. I was, I know I was getting 250 or 300. I'm like, how is the price still the same? <laughs> like, and they're like, I don't have to take any gear. And I go, I don't, I didn't have to take any gear in, in 2001. Like, what are you talking about? Like, how can it still be 250 or $300? It's up a little I don't, bit. I got a, is I, it, I got yeah. a DJ over there in, uh, he lives in Cary. He DJs on the Glenwood Strip. 
He told okay, me that good. he okay. told me most of them are getting three fifty to four hundred, which is okay. still since okay. COVID, it's still not that. That's that's what it's they because did because no one would want to work, so yeah. they had to up the price to to get that's what he the told people me. to risk it for the biscuit. Okay, all right, okay. Well, he's, um, he's but the, that's still the same ballpark, though. You have four hundred dollars and three hundred dollars is the, the same ballpark. Yeah, it's still the same ballpark, and I got him. And you he, get home at three in the morning, like they at, love it at though. The latest. Even after I load out every piece of gear I have, I'll get home at maybe eleven thirty. They, they they love it for some reason. I don't understand it. I can't do it anymore. A couple of my newer oh. dudes, you know, do that to fill in the gaps and whatnot. <laughs> um, and I was worried at first because of that exact mindset of it, yeah. they would they would rather go do that for two fifty through whatever the hell they make than go to a wedding for you know if I'm going to pay them seven eight hundred bucks whatever the price for sure. a, a multi right. payout. Uh, but I was worried that they were going to lean the other way just out of, oh, it's cooler, it's easier, I show up with a laptop, I mean, less I hours. I would try and tell these way guys. Way less look, hours. No travel. Yeah. I would tell Girls. these guys, look, you still can go do that show. Quite frankly, I used to do it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I was booked, you know, six to 10 to do a wedding or something, I'd either get somebody to pack my stuff up or come back and get it the next day. Pay an opener. And I'd go straight from the wedding. I would take my towel from the car and. Put on a damn black T-shirt and walk in there and play a damn club. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're that hell bent on it, you you can do both. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a good buddy that uh, does the the bookings for a lot of events or a lot of the bars, clubs, and whatnot up in Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. So some of the DJs that he uses are also the wedding guys. So if they don't have weddings, he'll fill their dates with those. And it's like a yeah. super good handshake back and forth. Sure. That way. You know, fuck. I like that. Yeah. Um, if you control both, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. super convenient. Cause I control the weddings. He controls the, the bar stuff. Um, sure. And so if I can't fill the dates, it'll just give them gigs and the reverse. Yeah. Um, and they're happy. Right. And yeah. they're working on the night. It might be, yeah, I mean, most people don't want to be off all week. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't like to go a long streak and be off. It makes me feel rusty when I come back to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I, I don't want a long gap between shows. It's, yeah. It's a weird feeling. I don't. I never want to feel rusty. I always want to feel, like, ready. I, I, filled, I, in. I filled in for one of my DJs. Um, uh, I can't remember the reason, but I went, went and did a wedding unexpectedly kind of thing. And yeah, I hadn't yeah. done one in God knows how long before that. Right. Um, right. And, oh my God. Talk about just energy rush. I yeah. was just like, you know right, what I mean? Right. I was yeah, shaking. I was so stoked kind of thing. Yep. Right. Um, it's, it's uh, still got it by the way, y'all still yes, got I it. Believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I, I, um, YMCA still works. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is the WAP era. WAP had come out, and that was probably the first time I'd ever played it, and the only time I've ever played it. it right, it, it went off. Yeah, the short shelf life. Thank God. <laughs> God bless. So, Joe, we talk a lot about business on here, or at least we try to. It normally turns into this sort of like bullshit um, session, <laughs> nine times out of ten. Uh, for people viewing, if they wanted to start a multi-op. And you wanted to give them one critical piece of advice in terms of starting a multi-op. What would you say that is? I think the main thing would be, you know, I mean, multi-op is all about scaling, but I think the key is not to scale too fast. You know what I mean? Like I really, um, 
I did a good job of, of just adding just small numbers of people. You know what I mean? A couple of guys turned into four, four turned to six, whatever, six turns to eight. It was never like, I'm going to hire 20 people or I'm going to bring on 20 people and I'm going to train them. And it was more like I was just doing little, little hiring runs, you know, or placing ads here and there. And I would get, let's just say 10 people respond. And I might get, if I was lucky, one or two to stay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it is a it is quality over quantity. You know, yes, I probably, especially that first 10 years, probably had to turn down shows because we didn't have the personnel. But I, at least I knew the people I was sending out were qualified. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that we we're going to do a good job. Um, I, I still think you can go either way uh, as evidenced by, you know, people on here. Mike Walter and you, you know, I always hired experienced people and kind of remolded them into the bun way. But like you said, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong. And we, we, we've seen Mike Walter, you know, up at elite in New Jersey, do a thousand shows a year. And his motto is go to Chili's on a Friday night and get a margarita with his wife and have a great waiter and whip his card out and be like, Hey kid, you'd be a great DJ. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're a kick-ass server. You ever thought about being a DJ? Give me a call sometime yeah. and literally train, train them from the ground up. You know, the guy doesn't know a XLR cable from an RCA cable. So I think either way works, but, but if you're going to scale, just take your time, hire the right people instead of just trying to mass hire every Yahoo that responds to the ad. Cause there's everybody wants to be a DJ. You know, everybody's going to respond, especially when you start putting out whatever, you know, in that, like, if you put an ad on Indeed where it gives the range of the prices, and you're putting whatever fifty to two hundred fifty an hour, people are just what? How can I push buttons? Let me know. Right, right, right. right. Two fifty an hour. I'll do anything. Yeah, you just gotta play off Spotify, right? That's all it takes. Exactly. There was a, a period. Uh, it was like late 2020, so in the in the worst of the COVID <clears throat> kind of thing, and all my W two people started to quit. Because they were like, all right, we're going with plan B of whatever their plan sure. B was kind of thing. Sure. Uh, and so I started scrambling, of course, because I have all these shows booked and I don't have sure. the DJs. Um, and so I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I was like, all right, train you, train you. It was like, sign up five people for training. Hopefully one, two will work out, yeah. whatever. Sure. None of right. them. None of them. None of them. They'd all, because uh, I'd pay them to train. Pay them like shit, but yeah. whatever. Pay them to train. Right, right. And, uh, they take the mo- take the money and run, you know. You know, after, oh, after right, going right. to some would go to like ten weddings, you know. Um, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I, right. I I was like, I got to come up with a different game plan. You know, I have to to think about this. Um, and that's really when it clicked about the scaling thing. I was like, well, yeah. if I had scaled out different a different method, you know. Uh, and so I had to. Jesus take the wheel on these subs. Dude, I've, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, I, I, I've been. I mean, I, I've definitely lost my share of people over the years, and there's definitely been the, I'm gonna bury you. You know, I'll, I'm gonna be the next Joe Bun. And but I've been super fortunate in that most people stick around a very, very long time, how as long? in like decades. How long has Randy worked for like, you? I, I mean. I think we came up with 20 years. It was like I first? remember he, he worked at Record Exchange, a actual record store that I used to go in and buy records or CDs from. He was the manager of that for like 
a, honestly 10, 12 years. Uh-huh. I'd go in there and buy shit from him. He was playing around here at this place called The Office. It was like a club. And another place called The New Bar. And I saw him play a few times. I'm like, man, you, you got to come work for me. And he was kind of just doing his own thing. There was another DJ that was booking him out some. He had this just, I mean, the most raggedy system I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. This carpeted slant top mixer rack with one of those dual drawer. And I was like, bro, you're playing, you're that good on that. Like, let me show you like what <laughs> new technology is and whatever it was back then. Uh-huh. I think it was like the CDJ 1000s had just come out. And I was like, let me see you play on these, uh-huh. like instead of that dual drawer piece of shit with the right. dude, like rewind the the song, yeah. like. And I don't know. After going in there enough and just working on him, he just started working for me, and it and he was he and this guy Greg that moved here when I moved from Wilmington were the first two guys, and Greg worked probably over ten years. He got hurt eventually, kind of. Uh, hurt his back and then he kind of I could just see his I could see the light go out like he just got burnt out I think he just took too many shows but now it's it's like the beauty of now is this next generation of people or guys that I've been hiring are more like y'all's age you know like late 20s early 30s they're kind of the next generation and the guys that are more like 40s that kids are starting to go into DJ and Ben planner and go, all right, I'm going to take off three of the four Saturdays, you know, uh, and I don't really give a shit, you know, cause I've got plenty of people that can kind of take their place. It, it lets those guys that used to be at the bottom of the roster start to move up. Um, I still get to keep my veterans as long as they tell me that they need, you know, X dates off. It's not really bothering me. Right. And I still want them around. People still request them, you know, uh, but I have noticed in, in the last few years that the, the, the veteran guys are verbally telling me, Joe or, or Randy, book me less. And that's it's just kind of part of it. So, I'm okay with it. So just out of curiosity, Eric probably told me at some point or you told me, but how does your booking process works in terms of assigning DJs? <clears throat> yeah, it's – I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Randy is the, the – the, the agent or the showrunner or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Um, all the leads go to him, whether it's through email or the phone that, you know, that I bought to, to sit at his house. And so this, this is kind of like, this is the the nugget here for like people that are needing somebody to help them with that admin stuff. You know, if you can use somebody in your own camp, in other words, use somebody that's a DJ, like I don't pay Randy a lot during the week. I do pay him, several hundred dollars every week, right? Just as the admin guy. And he only works half day. I think he starts around 12 or 1, till about 4 or 5. And, but his uh, contract or his, his, his job description is that every call, if he wants it, take it. So if somebody calls for a pool party on a Wednesday, Randy, if you want to take it, take it. So then he's making, you know, he literally is doing 120 yeah, shows yeah. a year. Never got married, never had kids. This is his life. You know, he doesn't get burnt out because this is, again, this is all he's ever known. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he never he never went that path. And so if he wants the show, he can take it. And it, and it might be a $4,000 wedding or a $300 pool party for two hours or 
lunch with the Easter Bunny. Like that's why you see him in so many different random events because he has that option. As soon as the phone rings or they agree to the price, do, do I want to take it? And then it just goes hierarchy, hierarchy. And then it has so-and-so asked all this guy, Mitch been with me for 12, 15 years. He's, he's just straight up going to tell you, I ain't working this summer. It's, he, he, he basically goes to Moorhead. His wife's family has a house down there and he is worthless to me from May <sighs> to end of September, Oh my God. you know, till Labor Day. He's just like, Joe, I'm not working this summer. I'll be at the beach. So he's your October <laughs> in that, November. Yeah. But in October, as long as you like, get, as long yeah. as you got someone in October. That's right. He's that's, like, that's actually hammer down. Um, you know, I had to have a talk with, with a few guys last year because I felt like they, they blew October off. And I was like, look, man, you, you can, you can do this almost any time other than October. Yeah. Like, cause we, we were on those weekends where we had 12, 13, 14 shows and we could have done 16, 17, 18. Right. Right. Like at we top, were still turning. giving away. Money. Yeah. At, at top at, dollar too. At, oh, at three, four K all day. Yeah. Like top nobody dollar. was balking at the price. Nobody yeah. was balking, especially last year and, and especially this year. Yeah. And so I kind of had to have a come to Jesus meeting and the staff meeting. I was like, look guys, any, any month with that, you know, I don't know if that applies to everybody that's watching this, but October is bananas here in the South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great um, month. It is T- a great Typically month. May is busy also, but it's half of yep. October. Yeah, um, that's right. This year, uh, April too, but whatever, either way. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric, there here. was a question up here. I, I'm not really sure what Jeff was referring to with this question, but um, it was to you, Joe, in terms of, out of all of your creations oh, yeah. and investment ideas, what are you most proud of? I think he means between like the DJ's vault, bun gear, crate. Hacker, yeah, all these kind of projects you've worked on. I think he's talking about your stab at real estate. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible job. I can't decide which was him. The worst job, I don't know if it was cigarettes, Red Bull, or real estate. Cigarettes. I, know really I can answer job. that for you, and it was cigarettes. <laughs> Cigarettes is really, really bad. That is like just it's a really low it's an awful dog. job. Yeah. It's an awful job. And they paid me so much money because they knew that it was against my entire soul uh-huh. to be there peddling cig. Yeah. Um All right. Hey dog. And I it, it I mean, honestly, and this was this is relevant for today. I, I mean, I think the vault, because I spent so many years out there on the road you know, going to these DJ conferences, speaking for free, writing for DJ Times, writing for Mobile Beat, and you only reach whatever, man, a hundred people or whatever it is, a few people. But hey, puppy. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that the vault, man, like being able to to put so much information in it and put that out to the masses, like really was a game changer, you know, not, not that somebody else couldn't have done it. Other people could have done it, but I did it. And then just today, this guy, Steve Anderson, he's from like Richmond area, Maryland area. Uh, he said, my wife's coming to town. She's got to meet with her boss from Cisco. You mind if I come by? Like, man, stop by. I'd love to meet you. He stopped by and we told his story before, but you know, he, he was like, man, I just want to tell you face to face, like no shit. You're the reason I retired from UPS. He had been there for 25 years, 30 years or something. Yeah. It was like, 
the, the knowledge that I've learned over the past three years, being a member of the vault and watching webinars and things like this that we're doing and videos that we've made with Eric or Rick or, you know, Brian B or whoever literally changed my business and allowed me to quit working that job, which I didn't really like. And to scale up, he's got six, eight, 10 DJs. He showed me this staff photo. It was unbelievable. Great picture. He was like, man, I mean, he knew he does. When I say that you can learn stuff and, and not implement it, that ain't him. He learns it and uses it. You know, he uses my sales stuff. He uses the the propaganda that I give out to the couples, you know, like, I mean, his, he has modeled his shit after mine. And dude, I couldn't be more proud. Mm -hmm. You know, like when he said that, like he looked me in the face and I'm like, damn, dude, that is the realest shit I've right. ever heard. Like, right. how cool is that? Yeah, it feels um, good to help people, you, you know? know. And so I would say that's my most, you know, proud thing is to be able to like, truly teach other people um and hear people say stuff like that whether it changed their business or then some people say it changed their life and then then you're like holy really shit like really and they're like yeah man dude i was like you know last dollar or you know thinking about quitting or you know and you're just like wow man like this shit it's it really worked it really worked yeah so there's some questions now. So out of a curiosity, Joe, are you ever yeah. going to run out of content to post every month? <laughs> I, uh, I can't believe you're I still can't believe going he still strong, does it. Honestly. I gave him I, a year I, and he kept going. I was like, Damn. I can't think of a single I, yeah, topic. I, I'll, I'll <laughs> be honest. I'm, um, so it's funny you say that. I, I think we have – well, that's not true. I know we have a really good gig log because my, my, my guy Jeb, you know, that's always with me shooting – Mm -hmm. He went out with me last weekend. So we shot the, the video that came out last week about the different cameras. But then we shot a really good gig log. So that'll be out to, uh, Thursday. And then it, it's going to go dark. For, it's not going to go dark. It's going to go to my kind of best, my favorite out of the three or 400 videos uh, in the vault. Those are going to be coming out for a few weeks. And, and the intro will be different. It'll be like, hey, guys, it's whatever. It's Joe Bunn. Um, this is one of my favorite videos from inside the DJ's vault. This is called Marketing to the Recently Engaged. I hope you like it. If you do, there's 300 more videos like it inside the DJ's vault, whatever. And then plug the vault. Because, one, I mean, YouTube, as you all know, is a huge search engine. We've started running ads on there. We've gotten traction now because – Unlike Facebook, which we also run ads on, YouTube is where people go to learn shit, yep. right? Whereas Facebook, we're just, you know, we're just throwing stuff out. Yeah. Did somebody Google the word pioneer? Did somebody Google the word DJing? Okay, well, maybe we can hit them with this Facebook ad. But YouTube, it's like, if somebody types in, I want to learn how to DJ, or Rick Webb, or her. Uh, DJ Bar, like my ad is going to run somewhere in that sphere. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, I because know. they are specifically <laughs> going to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Try being the and channel so, he's targeting. I bet, I bet every single motherfucker listening to this is like, God, I fucking know that shit. <laughs> like, I know exactly. I know when Joe Bun gets a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I got one today. I keep going shorter and shorter as it, gets, as it goes thinner and thinner. I'm yeah. like, I got to try and just salvage it. And then now I start getting targeted 
with like you know hair loss treatments I get or like tattooing have you seen that thing where they like tattoo have you ever dots have you ever like um with my girlfriend have you ever like jumped on their profile and like started watching videos it is no. it do it sometime it's fucking hilarious because i'm like what are these ads these are so dead like i'm like I'm sitting here like, because like internally, like I see the ads so much that they target us for that I like feel like everyone else is also seeing the same ones. Sure, sure. And then sure, I look sure. on her, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, well, what is this? It'll link you. That's like, because you know, uh, Facebook or whatever has linked me to my fiance. So yeah. whatever she is looking at steadily, it'll trickle into my yeah. ad spin. Yeah. I see baby shit. Mother's Day shit all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. Mother's Day, that's different. They, they know when you're time, in a relationship but... because you start seeing like the gift ideas and everything and they start <laughs> popping up. And, like, I'm um, not buying no damn gift, but yeah. What, <laughs> Joe, what, what I was actually referring to was the vault. Like, were you oh. going to run out of content to post in the vault? Because you every month you um, keep coming up with more content. And I'm like, uh, honestly, man, no, because it is, it is. So a lot of it is dictated by the members, you know, Hey, just, or just some, you know, just like y'all, you'll get DMS or text or yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram at, Hey man, have you ever thought of a video about this? And I'll, and I'll, I'll immediately write it down. Like yeah. I just have a running list of things. And so honestly, man, I, I, I honestly don't think I'll ever run out because there's always people that will name. So it's just like the podcast. Yeah. The podcast, I might not know until an hour before, like tomorrow morning, I know what we're doing, which is super rare. Normally, it's like morning of, I'll be like, uh, scroll through my messages, or I'll get on a, a, a Facebook group with DJs in it and be like, oh, this is interesting. This guy brought this up. Like, that's how me and Mike come up with topics. Yeah. That's going into five years now. Every Wednesday we've recorded that. Like, it, it just... I, the members and the and the and the listeners they will they will tell you what to speak about, even if you've done it before. Sometimes I'll I'll be talking about something on there and I'm like, have we done this before? And then I'll just be like, well, it was so long ago that that episode's long buried. Right. It's time there, to there's re- some video. The topic that's like that's like yeah. Me, that's like me with then. some of the the videos that like the popular videos that I make in the past. The topic changes a little bit from like two years ago to this year, but sure, like I can sure. still redo it and it's still a very popular content and people and want to watch pop it. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. It's just a it's a updated video of I mean, some people have entire channels that are just the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, it's true. It's true. People keep watching it. So I know. Give the it's people crazy, what they want. Man. Dude said after your DJ started quitting after ten events, talking about me, uh yeah. have you found any way uh have you found a way to keep talent? Eric, Rick, Joe, any tips? Uh, just to clarify, those were like people in training. Trainees, those weren't right. DJs. Yet. There's, there's also a right. question below um, that that talks about how do you guys keep your DJs for so long? Most DJs get either most of his DJs either get burnt out or they start their own company. My tips, yep. my tips before Joe gives you the the thirty successful years <laughs> in business tips. Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, obviously pay them good enough because money is the motivation in the in the end. There's you know, still number one. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Um, set them up for success without micromanaging. No one wants to work for someone that's going to micromanage everything they do. Um, so you got to be kind of a bro, and you know, obviously trust them. They got to do their job, but just <laughs> let them do their job. Uh, um, and then 
uh, and you got to provide for them and that's gigs. You know, if you can't provide, why wouldn't they go start their own company? You know, I mean, I, I, I did, I would, but, uh, you know, if you if you're given five shows a year and they can book five shows a year themselves, then what's the sense in working for you? Um, it's it's not necessarily an anti-loyal move. It's just common sense on their yeah, math. What makes yeah, what makes sense financially? Some, for them. Uh, yeah. Are you any other ones? That's that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my only add-ons to that. Um, he, he mentioned like doing company, giving them like company clothing and company outings and stuff to keep them involved, but. My other one, or the one I like doing, is just sitting every one of them down once a year and just like shooting the shit and talking about their life and get letting them open up a little bit. Um, a lot of my guys, I'm a little bit further financially ahead in terms of knowing investments and learning about 401ks and stuff that people my age really don't know much about. So offering them advice around that, talking to them about their taxes and just making sure they're set up for success uh, in life too, because a successful job is only one thing. You also got to have a good life outside of that. So if there's ways I can help them learn, help them with education, or sure. give them tips, etc., that's that's my only add-on to that. What do you got, Joe? Man, I, I wouldn't add much to it as well. I mean, obviously, just taking care of people, treating them well, you know, paying them well. Um, I, I'm a big, you know, creating a kind of a culture. I mean, um, it's funny, you know, out of all these people that, that are working just in the Raleigh office, we don't have any females. I get asked that all the time when I post a group picture. We have had some female DJs in the past and they've, you know, had kids or they've moved to other cities. We've just kind of lost them and I haven't had any apply in, in quite some time. But it's really like right now a, a brotherhood. Like we had our staff meeting last night online. Uh, all 18 people were there, which if I tried to have it in person, it would, and even if I said it's mandatory, I probably would have gotten 13, 14. There's inevitably there's three, four that are just, it's not that they're habitual about not coming. Something came up or, you know, my kid is sick or I got a flat tire or dog ate my homework, whatever shit. (laughs) But last night on zoom, all 18 of us were there and it was, it, it's 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 almost like a, a fraternity party. Like I, I have an agenda, I'm running through it, but it's like, you know, and you're seeing all the squares, and it's like Mark and Randy are snapping on each other's moms. Mark's mom's been dead for 20 years. Like it's like, it's so just like demented, and like they're like brothers. You know what I mean? And they've been around, especially these veteran guys, have been around each other 10, 15 years now. Like, uh but they're also cool to let in the younger guys, you know, and to let them be in on the jokes or to, you know, every year when we have our holiday dinner or we go to, you know, the rent a movie theater or we go play laser tag or something like, and we sit there at the the end and drink beer and and just, we tell the same war stories about, I mean, there was this guy that worked here named racist Greg. There was this other dude. (laughs) What a name. It it was just. That's so fucked up, but that's hilarious at the same time. (laughs) Because we had two Gregs. There was a black guy named Greg and then racist Greg. Racist Greg. Were they friends? They didn't last long. They were not friends. They hated each other. 
uh, it didn't go well. The racist <laughs> Greg, he, did, he didn't make it long, That's crazy but... how that doesn't usually work out for people <laughs> yeah. based on the nickname. I could assume certain details. <laughs> God bless, man. We tell the same stories every Christmas, and it's just, you know, so creating that culture. And, and at the end of the day, man, you people want to work for the best. You know, people want to work for Rick Webb. Rick Webb is a freaking YouTube star. People want to work for Dow Oak because they do hundreds of weddings. They are known. People want to work just, for Bundy. He's the guy in glasses. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> people want to work for who they think is the best. And the beauty of North Carolina, and especially Raleigh, is look on any top ten list of places to move in the country. I don't care if it's in Forbes magazine or Entrepreneur magazine. We're on it. And so every time somebody wife gets a job here and they pick up move here or somebody's fiance moves here or somebody just is looking for a warmer climate and moves here what do they do they google raleigh djs and we're hiring like i just say i don't care if we're not we're hiring and they want to come work here you know what i mean and and that's that's the best candidate you know because i don't want them to start their own stuff i want them to come work for us right right at least if, you know, you can at least squeeze them for three years. You know, two there, two years the, is great. That's I'll fantastic. take them. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll take them. Right. I'm starting to realize the math behind all that stuff so I know what I need out of someone and what's worth it and what's the investment yep. and whatnot. How long do they need to stay, right? Some dude. Uh, what got you into DJing? What inspired you? Uh, Who would you look to when you were younger? Uh, Who would you want to be? Everyone thinks that my dad got me into DJing. My he dad did. Is, yeah. He did. Because uh, my dad was remix dude, ultimix dude. Totally oh, did. Right. But yeah, honestly, totally me did. and my dad like... I always forget that. I always forget yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's so old news. Um, but honestly, me and my dad weren't even like buddies at all because I was in such a drug phase starting in like when I was 15 until right. I was 24. <laughs> three or 24 and i was like the black sheep period like kicked out constantly constantly um and i was smoking weed chilling doing drugs with my friends in like a trap house and we watched a dj craze (laughs) video on youtube of him on these gold turntables doing a millie uh tractor dj ragoza set you know what i mean some crazy what the fuck and i was like bro and uh my cousin played the drums for chris daughtry right so he was like loaded loaded at the time off of music stuff and uh and i was we were talking and he just bought me a pair of turntables and i was like you know so i was like let's go well i'm not i'm definitely the dad dj thing i'm not following in your footsteps that's the last thing eric massingale will ever do is follow some footsteps um but the second it's my idea all right we can go now you know what i mean um yeah i practice i practice for 12 to 20 hours nonstop every day. There were yet again, things I was doing to keep me up for that long at the time. Uh, I got good real fucking fast. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, just totally obsessed ever since. Um, you know, and then I met Matt Butterworth one time. Um, he like shoehorned his way into my apartment and stayed the night uh, I didn't even know him, and it was like his friend was on my Facebook or something. He's like, "You can stay at this dude's house," and he was DJing at a strip club. And he told me how much money he was making at a wedding the following weekend, and that was right. that was where it all began. Light bulb, right? Yeah, yep. man, it's 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 just I forget about that ultimate story. That's always a, a good little refresher reminder. 
Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, it's interesting, you know, for somebody, you know, my kids are 17 and 14, really have no interest in it. Uh, neither of my parents were musicians. They're just DJ Colin lovers. He, he, he was good. Uh, he was into it when he was about 13. Now he's 17 and it's just, it is. And even when he was 13, he was getting booked by kids that were the same age. You know, these little uh -huh. girls that were having these birthday parties at that time. And I'd have to do all the prep and I'd have to drive in there and I'd have to set up the gear with him and put the playlist together. And he was really just channel fading in and out. And I was like, man, you, and I mean, at the time I had a full studio at the house. I'm like, you could have walked in there this week and at least like tried to learn to blend. Cause I've showed you about 30,000 times. Right. Like it's all just set up like studio monitors, the entire, like uh -huh. a piece of furniture, like the gear just stayed there and it was just, he didn't touch it. And I was like, man, if you don't have any passion for it, yeah, I'm not mad at you, you know, do your thing, man. Like my dad wasn't a DJ. I just, you know, was, he loved music. I love music. You know, it, it became my life, but you know, he, he's got another path and he's creative in other ways. He's going to, He's a fashion. I was about to say, guy. he's the one that's got the yeah, fashion thing going, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's going to go to school next year somewhere that, that makes clothes or something like that. He, he's, he's creative that way. Yep. His yeah. mind works a little differently than mine. Cool. Well, yeah. What? My, my starting? Go. Mine, From the top. Mine's, mine's very simple. Well, well, I always like music. I was always the go-to person in football or like at the weight room lifting that actually had music that was clean. Cause I knew how uh, to get, I knew how to get music through LimeWire and all the other sources and whatnot and bullshit like that um, yeah. at the time. And I was the one that was able to put music on MP3 players. I was just tech savvy and that led me into music. Um, but the DJ side of thing didn't turn into anything until I just kind of realized how shitty our middle school DJs were. And I'm like, I can do better than that. I can make a better mix than that. I can play music better than this. I, I know how to play better. And um, at the time, or not, not at the time, but that's kind of what started me on the whole music track. And I just was around music a lot. Um, but I joined the thing that really transitioned to me. Because I, I started, I got like a little baby controller just playing some music and stuff. Um, it was actually a, a, a friend at the time pitched me on the idea of like he wanted to MC and he, cause he had like an announcer voice thing he did. So he wanted to MC. I knew the music. So he approached me on doing some like birthday parties at the time, 13, 15. I don't even remember what they were. And then, uh, that, the, what really snowballed the DJ side was I joined catering. My neighbor was the head of the biggest catering company in Southeastern Ohio doing anywhere from, one to six weddings in a single Saturday catering staff out. So um, I quickly ran through the ranks and became a manager in that. Like I was ahead and every single weekend I was seeing a wedding and seeing coincidentally a wedding DJ. And I was just so underwhelmed. We're in a very yeah. rural area, not much going on there. Just how crappy all the DJs were and just seeing the, faces and like i couldn't help but be like i can do way better than this i gotta do better right and then right. no dj says that yeah and then uh crit well i'm a i'm a young teenager too so i'm cocky <laughs> as fuck right. Right. 
Um, it's like you were born a DJ. <laughs> uh, I, I I learned the 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 two two or three good ones though in the area, and I stumbled across Chris who ran the biggest DJ company in the area, and him he had like three DJs and they were all good DJs and himself he was a good DJ had good equipment like he had all the 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 like googly eye gear equipment because he was a big gearhead he just bought whatever the hell he wanted um, sure. so he had all the big subs and the, the the music just so i approached him um and basically was like yo this is cool can can i like learn from you and shadow and whatnot so i would actually learn while at while doing catering so I would wow. strictly pick because I was I was like third in command. So I would like pick my weddings that one of his DJs was at, and go and kind of I was the head of the venue of the event, so I kind of could sneak away and just go watch a little bit and learn. And then I started my own company, and uh, a lot of me starting my own DJ was learning from Brian S. Red, learning from. Um, you didn't really have much content at the time. It no, was, I didn't. It was Brian S. Red. It was uh, Mikey B. Uh posh no. yeah posh no not no mikey uh oh, different mikey B. uh dj mikey mike not mikey b dj oh, mikey okay, mike okay. he's out and he doesn't do anything <clears throat> you don't see him okay. anymore but uh brian is right and uh disc jockey news yeah i was about to say i know you're gonna see disc jockey news yeah disc jockey news a lot of it was brian <laughs> brian was like hot on content back in like 20 Shit, when would that have been like 2011, 2012 when I was watching that stuff, learning everything? Does he uh, still put out a video every week? Oh, still does. Multiple videos a week. Yeah. He still, it's a lot of just him sitting there talking, but yeah. Sure, right. But yeah, so uh, I, I learned from him and then I built my own little kind of company up and then I don't I don't know why I never offered to work for Chris, but he actually approached me. He's like, you should just work for me. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I started working for him, and, man, that was a kick in the face because I was doing, like, eh, like one or two a month. And then he's like, yeah, come work for me. And then, like, they shot me, like, 30 events, 30 weddings the first right, year. Right. I was right. like, damn, okay, this is crazy. <laughs> right. And your and your and – and then when did the channel start? Um, a, The channel – Right before you moved here? The channel started uh, in terms of, like, posting regular – the YouTube channel is yeah. a different background. I was uh, – I always was in YouTube, even like early middle school. I was making like um, compilation videos of like sports highlights. And then I went into like trick shot videos and all the like big things you saw online. I tried to make sure, them. Sure. I had like a tech channel for a little while where I reviewed some tech. Um, and along the tech reviews, I made some videos that were just of DJ speakers and stuff, doing tech reviews with that. And then I was filming content for weddings to post. So I could show people how I am as a DJ. That's right. I remember that. I was just doing highlight reels like sure, of shit. Sure. And then uh, the DJ things took off. The, the the like speaker reviews, they took off, got a lot of views relative. And Casey Neistat and some of the vlogging took off. And I was like, well, I'm just going to vlog yeah. my day as a DJ. And then that's kind of where the gig log thing came from. I think, it really is, man. And I, I mean, I... It was to you and a bunch of, you know, other people. I didn't, I mean, I never even thought to do it or you had, like, I didn't even really watch them. You know what I mean? I, I, it was weird. I mean, my, my generation is just so different. Like even now, like people are so mind blown that I, I'm like, I don't watch YouTube. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just don't, there's, I don't watch YouTube. I don't even watch my own stuff. And they're like, what about podcasts? I don't listen to podcasts. Well, what do you mean? 
I was like, I don't, I've never listened to mine. I don't listen to anybody. It's like people are just, and unless it's like a specific episode, somebody will send me and be like, oh, this, listen to this story that yeah, Spider told about PJing for Blink 182. And I might, you know, catch an episode, but it, it's very weird, man. And I think it's because I spend so much time creating content that I don't ever have time to consume it. And, or I don't want to copy other people's shit or huh. regurgitate it. So what, what do I mean? you watch? Like, uh, like do you watch you like Netflix? Entertainment? Yeah, like yeah. What do you I watch? Do. Netflix? Shows. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I just finished Yellowstone last night. Uh, I love that Ozark. show. Ozark. I think, I, I think a lot, that. I think a lot of <laughs> like, YouTubers like are like that though. Oh, uh, like I don't, I, I don't watch my own videos. I rarely watch bars or J book. I don't really right, watch any of right. the guys that create kind of along that lines. I don't watch, honestly, I don't watch really any of your videos either. That's it's just okay. like, it's, you don't hurt my feelings. It, I, I'll, I'll catch yours. Like if it, if it, if it's like, like, if I'm, if I'm very curious, like what I see, you know, right. Right. Alexis, see you on. Um, like if I, like I, like I saw the video you made with the Colts part, I saw you posted the Colts parts ones. I'm like instant, like, all right, what do you have to say? Because I sell these yeah. things too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I still won't shoot them inside. I'm still like adamantly not shooting. Them I can, inside. Hey, these are cracking hey, down on those. On things. a side yeah. note, if you want to, if I can explain to you why that went off and it actually wasn't the fire alarm in your building. Cause I had a venue that had the same thing. It wasn't the fire alarm. Well, uh, but it it will, was a fire will, alarm, but it was not right. the building's fire system. No, no, there isn't one there because that building's over hundred years old. That was it was literally like the kind where like you jump like it's the, it's the combo CO two. It's the CO two combo with the fire ones. Um, yeah, they just this, have this thing did nothing other than just go beep beep beep. I, I, I had a venue too that did it. It's it's yeah. it's all in the the detector itself. Those cheap house ones, they just look for particles. That's right. And yep. those things produce particles. Right. Yes, they do. They do. Yeah. Anyway. Side topic. A di- different, yeah, <laughs> a different topic for a different night. I went and bought the big $800 fire extinguisher that's required for them. And yeah, uh, we, probably, we, we yeah. instantly got yeah. on the list for like five different venues for approval. So because yep. we have it. So Bella Kalina. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar. They'll that you have to bring a fire marshal. You have to follow the official. Ooh. Yeah, oh, wow. it's like that status. And yeah. any venue owned by cuz they're in a group. But I really don't I really don't care to DJ at that venue. Well, you can't anyways cuz they're one of those Yeah, they're in-house only. Or the package. Yeah, they have the package. We used DJ. to there's a a venue switch into that and I I emailed them and I was like you so are you are you switching to that? Because we push y'all really hard, and this is gonna it's actually a bad thing if people book you then for us, you know that that We've been make a dollar off of every venue set up or every vendor you have set up. Not a fan. Not yeah, a fan. I don't like that. Castle does that. Castle. Yeah, McCulloch. that's right. I remember Where, that. Yeah, I haven't played. They that they give time. them back a refund if they book someone on their list. Really, but also they don't allow any fucking thing you can't put tape in their venue it's on their list that you can't use tape and i asked them the first time i was there i was like why can't you use tape because someone used duct tape blah 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 i'm like well what about gaff tape they're like it's the same thing it's like it's not it's not it's not but also their their owner is like 70 something years old and i just don't uh, yeah Mm -hmm. 
They don't get it. They don't. I, have, I think I went to that place one time. I have life. put gaff tape on the floor before, and it was a painted cement floor. You know oh. how they try and cheap out? And it ripped that fucking paint yep. right off. Gaff yep. tape. I have oh. done that. And oh. I, I, I just like look around and You're like, like blow yeah, that right. shit up. I wasn't here. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. Where's the nearest rug? Yeah. Drag it over. Right. Yeah. Oh. It has happened. What? That definitely happens. Probably shouldn't. Wrap it. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, we, we've done an hour so. now, but uh, th- yeah. yeah, this is a good ending point. Let, let's glance real quick, see if there's any good questions. We'll glance, left. we'll yeah. glance. Not we'll that your glance. questions aren't good, but... There's a question oh, for you, Aaron. How did you get suspended from Facebook? Fuck you, Aaron. How did you get... I'm losing motivation with DJing. How do you guys stay motivated? Just the thrill, I'll, man. Like, so... I straight up don't really like, I mean, I do like DJing very rarely, but I realize that I am addicted to the business of DJing. That's right. And I just, I don't care to actually do the events as much as I like DJing. I like the business side of it. So just find what you got to find what you like about DJing. I lean into that. Yeah. I would, I would argue the gears. I'm a big, uh, less shows for more money. Mm -hmm. You just, you just play less shows and just charge a lot more money. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. my my boy's addicted the shows... to the binges. That's what he's saying. Yep. yep. He, he's less more... shows, more money. Yeah. Well, I, the you... back to back to back stuff is not. You're just not. You're not charging enough yeah. if you're if you're getting booked like that. You enjoy it more too. I would argue when you because yeah. as I've started to raise my prices over the last year and make mine the highest in the company and yeah. all that. I physically enjoy the night way more when it's at a higher price point. I just, I don't know. I feel like there, they, they appreciate what I'm about di- to bring to the table. It's a different type of client. They, that's they for do. sure. It's a different type of client. That's it's also a different true. different type of show. It's a different type of experience for the client. Um, and, and when you scale up and you're able to still send out somebody that's going to do a good job, that's a great feeling as well. Yeah, you know, I'm going to leave Saturday and I'm going to be gone till next Saturday and I'm going to be on a boat the whole time this week. I might call home once to check on Randy. Uh, I know that all the shows we do on both those Saturdays are going to be handled. If they're not, they'll figure it out. Like I just don't, I don't worry about the company. You know what I mean? Right. I, I'll be out there fishing. I, you ain't going to be able to reach me. I'm, I'm going to be on a boat dog. And so if you can get to that phase or that status of, of your business where you've hired the right people and you've trained them and you don't have to do all the shows anymore. It, it is beautiful, man. It is. I mean, listen, everybody's got problems. I've got problems, personal problems, things like that, but I don't have financial problems, staff problems, on DJ company problems. Like mm-hmm. it's very rare that something knock on wood, you know, comes up that it's, it is not good. And it's because of the, the, those guys. I mean, the, the staff is, phenomenal they they you know they know what to do they know what to do if something catastrophically goes wrong and they especially know not to be calling me about it because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing my own damn show or i'm on a boat yeah you know what i mean and they're like I, f-i-f-o figure the fuck out mm-hmm. yeah and it's beautiful it's all good things. But, I'm, I, but again man raising your price and doing less shows will will I mean, I know that sounds super like a super easy answer to a very complicated question, but it, it has prevented me from from ever getting burnt out because I just don't I don't do that that many shows anymore. 
And the ones I do do, I'm, I'm actually still excited to put on that suit and go do it, you know? Um, and I hope, I hope to never lose that feeling. And when I do, I'll step back and just run the company, you know, or teach other people about DJ shit because <laughs> so, I just, I don't want to ever be that guy that's out there phoning it in or pissed off that I have to be there. And we've all missed stuff. Everybody on this has missed major life moments because of what absolutely. we do. And I, I'm not, it sucks sometimes. And, and, but I don't ever want to be the guy out there that's bitter about it. You know, mm-hmm. that that's pissed off. I'm there, you know, creating this memory for this, this couple instead of being at the blah, blah, blah football game, like, or so-and-so's wedding, you know, like it's just, it is what it is, man. And it's, but, but I will say burnout's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Charge more, do less. Um, if you're, especially if you're known in your area, man, you, you'll still get the shows. And, and if you have to explain yourself, just tell them, look, I'm very exclusive. I only take a certain number of shows a year. I'd love to work for you, but this is, this is my price point and it's unwavering. Learn to enjoy the word. No. Yeah. Or exactly. it's, we're just not going to work out. We're just not a good fit. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 Randy calls me and he'll go, okay, this girl wants you on this date. I'll say, where am I the day before? Okay. Where am I the day after? Okay. Is she, you know, minimum 4,000? Yes. Cool. Lock it in. And now it's gotten to the point where I don't even have to meet with these people anymore. Like it's just, it's in the contract. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different world out there post COVID. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would love this to tell you people come back and see my cool office, but they don't, they, you know, even last night I was telling the guys like, and guys, look, if you want to keep doing zoom meetings, do, do zoom meetings. I don't, if you can get people to come to the office and see the little studio and see the up lights and, you know, watch the, the projector, you know, presentation. I'd love it. And it just, we have not seen people in quite a while face to face. If anything, they want to meet you at the venue. That's, that's about it. They, they want you to come see their venue. That's about it. That's, we don't, we I'm don't very even lucky let people that, zoom unless it's brand new. I've seen, I'm like, I'm, I've played there 47 times. Like, unless it's brand new, I can't say that. But most of the time, I'm like, I literally play there all the time. Right. I'm good. If people even want to Zoom with us, because we'll like, well, we'll call you. But if they're sure. like, oh, well, can we do a Zoom? I'm, it's literally like, mm, you're going to be a red flag, aren't you? <laughs> like, we're like yeah, already like, it's I, crazy. I don't know about that. <laughs> cool. Well, I uh, I don't really see much point. left on here um, other than what yeah. actually pisses off Eric, which uh, basically don't try and fuck him over. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all I could say for that I'm one. A bro, once you get to know me, I'm a bro. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, yeah, I have a no, loud, Eric, I have a loud, Eric sarcastic mouth, but that's, I think that I'm question not pissed actually him off. a dick. <laughs> I think know? that question pissed him off. Yeah, other than you, whoever fucking said that, other than what Ernie. you just said, I know, I read it. Oh, it's <laughs> Ernie. Yeah. He's fucking Eric's actually cool. Dude. You just have, you on, have to know it. On this Once podcast, you know him, I'm the dude with glasses. For whatever reason, no one knows who I am on that this was like, podcast. That was, um, that was bars. That was bars. It was like our second podcast, and some dude said, Ed, will the dude will the dude in glasses just shut up and let Bar talk? <laughs> I was like, fuck, okay. And so from now on, he's just the dude in glasses. The dude with glasses. I get it. Okay, it's the inside thing. All right. No, man. If you guys ever get to meet Eric in real life at a conference or something, 
He's cool. Oh come on! Yeah. I, I I I deal with this dude every single day. I brought him I out know, to a wedding just a few months, like a month ago. Relationship between me and him, because I was like, like a lot of people, fuck this guy. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, I, are you really friends with him? And Webb's like, Keyboard yeah, man. He's just you know he's an interesting cat. I'm like, all right, man. We're just I was friends with him well before he became the Facebook pirate personality of the DJ <laughs> world. I don't know. What, I don't know what you want to call him, the band pirate of the Facebook DJ right. world. I don't know. The king of trolls, the troll king. Yeah. But, right. anyways, right. Joe, it was great having it you on so this fun, evening. Man. Thanks so, so much fun. for uh, taking the time to join in and share the knowledge sure of all of us. Up. Everybody, thank y'all. For yeah, being big on. viewership uh, tonight. Thanks, man. The text blast work. Yeah, the Joe Bun crew in the building. Cool. Thanks, with the vault guys. But Thanks, anyway. Eric. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, everybody watching. All right. Uh, Absolutely, drop guys. His, drop um, his channels. Drop his. Uh, yeah. Follow Joe on every so- source he's got. If you're not a member of the vault, uh, join the vault, crate hackers, all that. Um, get yourself a command center if they're available. I don't think they sure. are. But sure. <laughs> coming sure. soon. I just got the prototype today from a new manufacturer. Ooh. Happening again. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. We're back in the game. Back, back in, in the, the game. game. <laughs> but anyways, guys, if you're not subscribed, hit the subscribe button. I was going to pull up and see who the next guest is. Did you already see who that was? I don't even know who, who we have in next coming. Nick Spinelli. Oh, yeah, it's Nick. Yeah. <laughs> so coincidentally, actually, I'm on Nick's podcast in the morning Tuesday, and Nick's on our podcast in the evening. That night? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you'll be seeing me and Nick a lot uh, Tuesday in two weeks. So... Anyways, guys, like, comment, subscribe. We will see you guys in two weeks, and that's when we will start doing uh, weekly podcasts for a little while. Sounds so, good. anyways, guys, peace out. Thanks, Bye.